Hello, and welcome to the second season of Have Disability, Will Travel, a podcast from the Accessible Travel Forum. In this podcast, we journey around the world and talk to people in the accessible travel industry, influencers, nonprofits, travel companies, and people like you and me who don't let our disability get in the way of a great vacation. My name is Josh, and I'm glad you're along for the ride. So grab your passport and let's get going. In this episode, we talk with Gloria Lepic Corrigan. Gloria and I not only share a love for travel, but also for podcasting. She is the host of the Your Accessible Life podcast, as well as writing the website of the same name, youraccessiblelife.com. Through her broadcasts and website, she gives practical advice and support for living well with a disability, less ability, or physical challenge. But let's get to Gloria and hear it in her own words. Hello, Gloria. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Hi, Josh. Good. Welcome to the podcast. And I have to tell everybody, this is our not our first time to talk. Um, we talked about a week or two ago uh, for Gloria's podcast. So we'll introduce that at the end, but uh, we'll just sort of jump right into things. So uh, first of all, Gloria, where are you from originally? Okay. I have lived in the United States really my whole life. I've lived in several different cities and, and locations here, mostly along the eastern seaboard, but uh, spent a large part of my life in Philadelphia, and I'm now in Clearwater, Florida. Okay. So what's the weather like today? Uh, it's it's always warm here, but it's <laughs> it's very warm right now because, you know, being the summertime, it, 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 it it's... In Fahrenheit, I don't. Do you guys use Fahrenheit there or, or Celsius? I will use Celsius. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I only know the Fahrenheit temperature, but it's it's hot out. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, so this is a podcast about disability and accessible travel, etc. Can you tell everybody a little bit about your disability? Sure. Um, I have multiple sclerosis (MS), mm-hmm. and I have been more or less diagnosed with that for somewhere between 30 and 40 years. Uh, MS is the kind of thing where they don't always know exactly what it is in the beginning, and it takes a while for them to figure it out. It takes a while for all of us to figure it out, too, because it's relapsing, remitting. You get it, you feel symptoms, and then you don't, and so on. But, yes, I've had it for quite some time. Okay, so um, how do you get around now? Do you use a wheelchair, or do you walk, or...? Yeah, no, now I'm in a wheelchair. Um, and again, with it being a progressive illness, I, I mean, I started out walking just mm. fine and then then a cane and then a walker and then a scooter. And I've been in a power wheelchair now for about 15 years. Okay. Um, and the good thing is that right around the time when I did start needing a wheelchair, uh, I went on a new medication, and it's actually kept me stable. So for the last 15 years, I've been in a wheelchair, but I have not gotten any worse. And so oh. I've gotten quite comfortable with my world with in this manner and, right. and make it work. Well, that's great. Well, that's fantastic to hear. It's very exciting. Um, yeah. what, what, kind of, what kind of wheelchair do you use? A power wheelchair, but what brand, if I may ask? It's a Hoveround. Um, 
it's they're they're made here in the U.S. In fact, they're made here in Florida, as it turns oh. out. And it's just it's just a very sturdy chair, and the nice nice thing is that I have it hooked up with wonderful hooks on the sides of it so that I go in and out of buses easily and they just can hook it right up and, and I go everywhere. Oh, I, I haven't heard of that brand, so you'll have to send me the link afterwards and we share it with everybody. Sure. I, I use an Invicare, so uh, I don't have hooks on mine. So it's all scratched up for when people are trying to figure out where to hook things on. Sure, to, so. it up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, now you run a website and a podcast uh, called Your Accessible Life. Can you tell us about what, uh, how you started it and what kind of services you offer? Sure. Well, it's interesting because you and I've talked about this before, but there's with something like MS that is a progressive illness mm -hmm. and people start out being you know, able-bodied, so to speak, right. and then you have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, as my illness got worse, as my disability got greater, mm -hmm. uh, people would pull me aside and say, well, how do you handle this or what do you do when this happens? And it turned out there are a lot of people that have either invisible disabilities or more they, you know, minor disabilities and what mm. we always use the term less abilities mm. uh, where they don't really want to say, oh, I have a disability yet, but they really do and they really do need those services. And, and so it really started out helping people <clears throat> with those more minor disabilities uh, and and giving them the advice that they needed. Uh, and so what I do now is we do a combination of I do a, I have a website, youraccessiblelife.com, and then I have a blog on that. And then I've started podcasting, as we talked about. And I also give talks. I go to libraries and talk about accessible travel. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, and things like how you, how you can get by without driving a car. Right. And, yeah, so. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a cough. Oh. <coughs> Sorry, thank you for getting up so early to, to meet with us. So it's, it's always fun to have uh, guests from all over the world, but you know the time differences are sometimes a bit challenging, aren't they? <coughs> Absolutely. Sorry, I got this tickle now. Oh, no problem. I guess it, your body is saying you need more coffee. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway. it's also the, the podcast on the, show, on the website as well, right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a link to it, and it's, it's just your accessible life for the podcast as well. Okay. What kind of uh, topics do you discuss on the, in the podcast? Well, interestingly, one episode each month is about travel and okay. travel-focused issues, which is mm -hmm. the next one that, that I'll be posting is my interview with you. Oh, but I also talked, I just the other day interviewed an attorney about the whole issue of filing for disability uh, income for people when they have disabilities. Um, and then we also talk about just basic accommodation issues. How do you uh, make your home you know, uh, accessible and so on. Okay. Well, that sort of uh, leads nicely into our next little uh, section here. We're going to talk about travel, of course, because this is a travel podcast mostly. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about your home country, which is the United States. Uh, and I guess maybe in particular Florida, because that's where you are now. Uh, I went there a number of years ago, many, many years ago. Um, and I, I had a really, really great time. Actually, I went, I think, maybe three times I've been. Um, and I really, yeah, actually, one of our last family trips. Sorry? The next time you're here, you need to let me know and we will okay. get together. <laughs> Sounds good. 
Yeah, the last time I was there, I was uh, before I moved to Japan, sort of a, a, a family trip we took and we went down to the Keys. And so that was a really uh, special time. Um, so just in terms of accessibility there in uh, Florida in particular, um, how, how are things in terms of uh, the hotels or tourist locations? What are some things that are good and what things could improve? The U.S. in general is is quite good. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing that I like the best in the U.S. is that there's a predictability of it. Uh, because we have the Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, which is was enacted 30 years ago, they've had 30 years to make things accessible. And they also know that they are required to do so. And we in the United States have they say an overabundance of attorneys, but but they, but it's true. So when I go somewhere, if it's not accessible, I can always say, "Excuse me, but you need to be in compliance with the law, and you need to give me a reasonable accommodation." Mm -hmm. And so most places are accessible, but if they're not, they are willing to work with you to make it so as well. So I, I like I like the very good predictability in the U.S. Right. So, um, for example, right here in Japan, um, the hotel laws are that you have to have a one accessible room for every, for if you have 50 rooms or more in your hotel, you're only required to actually have one accessible room, which isn't very great. But what about in the States? Is it something like that or is it different? Or? My, my experience has been, it does, it does seem to vary. I'm sure there is a restriction specifically based on numbers of rooms that you have as well. Mm -hmm. However, I... Every hotel that I've stayed at has at least one and usually has several. And they usually have several options, too, in terms of things like showers. Do you, you know, some hotels, you can ask, well, would you rather, they'll ask, do you want a roll-in shower or would you like a bench in the, in the a tub? Mm. And, and they, give the, they give us those choices, and, uh, and I can pick what works best for me. Oh. So, yeah, I've, not had, I've had very few difficulties with getting a hotel that has accessible uh, rooms for it. Right. Yeah, there was one thing I was impressed with. I, I spent a lot of time, you know, looking at different things in different countries around the world. Uh, and again, not not to bad most Japan or anything like that, but a lot of times you will only have, the accessible room is of only one type and it's usually just the standard room and you don't have any other option. But, you know, there's a lot of people with disabilities that are, you know, have different levels of economic mobility as well. And they, you know, maybe they want a deluxe room or, they want a, a suite or something that's accessible. So I've been really impressed as I've been looking at sites for the states where they will have, um, you know, an accessible suite or an accessible deluxe room. And that's really, you know, something that really speaks to the, the power of uh, the Americans with Disabilities Law. Right. By the way, I don't know if you've you've encountered this, but I know for me, I I do tend to go with the uh, the larger chain hotels. Um, and I had read on a, on another blog about the fact that Hilton properties tended to be quite good. Marriott properties are very good as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, my experience has been the same. When I've stayed at Hilton properties, I've known that I was going to get something good. Right. Uh, there are a couple of other chains that are generally pretty good. Uh, independent smaller hotels is where I get the unpredictability. Right, right. Okay. Are there things you feel that the states could do to uh, improve, in particular uh, with travel or just in general as well? Absolutely. Uh, yes, the one area that I encounter that I find to be not as good as it should be is transit. Okay. Getting around on public transportation. 
And it is, it is a weakness here in Florida as well. Um, I, I live in the Tampa Bay area now. And when you fly into Tampa, it's not that easy to get using transit from the airport to the surrounding counties or even, well, you can get into the county that the airport's in a little bit, mm. but we don't have a really robust public transportation system. And those, as you know, people with disabilities are very likely to want to use those things. Yeah, for sure. So I would improve that if I were, if I, if I had the power to do so. <laughs> Uh, what about um, for more, pub, uh, more private ones like uh, Uber? Um, do they have accessible, wheelchair accessible vans readily optional? Yeah, I can't see. They are working on having Uber and Lyft have, you know, paratransit options or, or you know, wheelchair vehicles available. But um, again, in a lot of the markets, you have to use private services and. In major cities, they tend to be there, but not always. Mm. And, uh, you know, here in, again, in this area, I will use something like a super shuttle, which does, in fact, have some wheelchair vehicles that will take me home from the airport. Right. Uh, which is the only way that I really could, in my wheelchair, go back and forth between the airport here. Okay. Well, it and it's, like not, it's not as cheap, it's not as inexpensive as taking transit would be, of course. Right, right. Yeah, well, it sounds like Japan and the states should team up there because it sounds like in the states that there's a lot of the, the locations are accessible, but getting to them is difficult. Whereas in Japan, uh, it's sort of the opposite where the public transportation is uh, really accessible uh, in the large cities and it's easy to use. Um, but you know, when you get to the location, it's obviously it's not as accessible sometimes uh, due to space, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, did you travel a lot before your MS or is that something now that you've had different, more time or is it? I have traveled, it's just turned out that way, I've traveled quite a bit in my whole life. And um, an interesting side story is that uh, when I was still working, I was traveling a lot on business mm. and my MS was getting worse and I was continuing to travel. But one of the things I had set as a goal was to get to all 50 of the U.S. states. Okay. And I have now done that. Oh, congratulations. And Thank you. But it was interesting because in the beginning, traveling on business, I was going to a lot of places and checking them off my list. But then my MS got bad enough that I had to retire from working and mm. I was still short of short some states. Mm. And so we then we really had to work hard to try to get to the remainder using you know wheelchair uh, vehicles and so forth. And we were able to do so. And I've now gone back to a lot of places in my wheelchair and and it's it's been fine. It's it, most of the states are really very good and easy to travel to. What was the last one on your list for the fifty states? Oh, Hawaii. Oh, that was <laughs> Hawaii. the last one. That was my last one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... Well, it's not easy to get to, and right. so yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I was it was it Minnesota? I think they have a they have a you know they have shirts that say "Thanks for saving the best for last" or something like that. For oh, is that right? Is that... <laughs> Everybody's going to go over there last or something like that. So that's so surprising. Well, the ones that the ones that were are, were among our last were things like the Dakotas because nobody you don't go to the Dakotas on business by and large. Right, you right. Know? And so so we had to really make an effort to get there, but we did, and it was worth it. And oh, great. Okay, um, so I guess obviously um, as things changed, you had to uh, change the way you plan for your travel. Um, what are some things that you can share that uh, you noticed you had to think of differently as, as things change for you? 
Absolutely. The, the Well, of course, as you know, booking the hotels and making sure that those are safe and, and the amount of extra calling that you have to do. Mm. Um, I, had, I had mentioned to you, I also do work with a special needs certified travel agent, not for everything, but for some trips. I mm. also will work with her and get her counsel about what she knows about hotels too. Right. Um, but the biggest challenge for me is the vehicle to use. Mm. because I mean, I do travel with my husband and so he, you know, he is able to drive, but I, it's a question of getting a wheelchair accessible van. That's expensive. And they're not that easy to find uh, in, in other markets. We can rent a regular car and then we can take along my, my manual chair or a smaller electric wheelchair that can be broken down. But that means his back has to get used for moving things in and out. And that's, and that's not good either. Right. 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 Um, so, and, and we went to Europe two summers ago, which was of course quite an interesting challenge as well. And there again, it was, it was quite a challenge to get vehicles that we could, uh, that we could rent that would take my wheelchair. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, with my family as well. My dad always, you know, carried around a big bottle of painkillers wherever we went somewhere because, because my mom would they'd always lift my wheelchair into the in the car. So yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know somebody's gonna somebody has to compromise, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um. So you've traveled. You know, you said Europe and a number of places in the states. Um. And what was the you know the most challenging place you've been to? Or you know, I don't want to say the worst experience, but you know something that was. You know, yeah. unforgettable for the wrong reasons, you know. Is there yeah. an experience you've had like that? Well, and, and I'm sure, again, I'm sure you've had the same kinds of things where there are, you know, there are wonderful places that you where you'll still have a few bad experiences. Um, I, uh, you know, I my, my family of origin is from Estonia. And when we went to Tallinn, Estonia, Tallinn is just an absolutely gorgeous old medieval city and fortunately i was able to ride my power chair around on the streets there however because the country had been under soviet occupation for a number of years there are some infrastructure things that are not that are they're bringing them up but they're not quite there yet and unfortunately even there at the airport they they had to literally carry me downstairs off of the plane and back on again and that was not safe and not really comfortable. Mm. Um, and I remember that. And I, I remember some of the private homes when I've gone to different places, private homes are largely not accessible. And, uh, and again, when I was there visiting a family member, they, they lived in an apartment building where you literally couldn't get a wheelchair into the elevator. Oh. It was that small. Uh, I mean, we had we, we folded up the elevator. We were, uh, folded up the wheelchair. We could get it into the elevator, and I was they, we were able to sort of wedge me against a wall and get me. It was, oh, no. it was wild. So yeah, I, private homes everywhere are bad, but in in uh, some of the older countries, it, it can be even more of a challenge. I think. So it was definitely a challenge, but you you said it was a good worthwhile experience then. Oh, it's a fabulous experience. It's a, it's a wonderful place. And, and there, there too, that was a country where we couldn't rent a wheelchair van, but we were able to rent a regular car. And the hotel we stayed at literally gave us a manual wheelchair to use as, as we needed it. And we were able to rent a regular car with a manual chair and do, the, do some of the uh, excursions that we wanted. But again, then my husband had to do more work too. So. Right. Oh, well, 
that's uh, well, it's fantastic that you made the best of the situation. So that's yeah. obviously one of your bigger challenges that you've experienced when you're traveling. Uh, what was a place that you felt was, uh, you know, really you were impressed with the accessibility? Uh, maybe someplace as the states, if possible, or even in the states, you know, your favorite location. Yeah, um, boy, uh, the newer the newer markets, um, the newer cities are better in terms of accessibility because they've built they've built them more recently. They've built them since the laws. Um, I just recently was in Phoenix, Arizona, and it, it's a it's a wonderful market for for accessibility. And I noticed their transit system was good. Their buses. You know their bus system was good. Um, I read some other blogs that talked about how good their their they have a rail system as well, um, and virtually every building that we went to was was good. Um, although interestingly, we found a restaurant that wasn't very accessible. Also, so everywhere there can be pockets, but, but yes, Phoenix was really good, and I think. I think the bigger cities, the newer cities, are, are have been my best experiences in terms of access. Okay. Um, now you mentioned uh, working with a, tour, a travel agent that, that specializes in accessible travel. Do you have any uh, thoughts with uh, respect to the travel industry? Things that maybe airlines or hotel industry or uh, even travel agents that are you know obviously not uh, specialized in accessible travel that they could do to improve uh, uh, their services for people who have. Uh, you know, less abilities or disabilities or uh, everything in between. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking about that consistency. You know, I just wish that if when we ask for something or when we go on, a, wouldn't it be good if all planes we knew what to expect in different equipment? If if we knew what to expect with within from airline to airline, and as I think you and I have spoken. It's even within the same airline. It's not always the same traveling yeah. from one location to another location. Uh, what I what I experience in Tampa is not what I experience in Philadelphia. Is not what I experience in Phoenix. And so, yeah, you know, I wish that I knew exactly what was coming. And mm. uh, I, I don't always. Although I must say, again, I was talking about the Americans with Disabilities Act. Here we also have something called the Air Carriers Act. And so fortunately, at least, all of the airlines that fly within the U.S. and that fly in or out of the U.S. are required to meet certain standards. For example, having an aisle chair in every single airplane. Hmm. And you talked about the, the challenge situations. We had that problem when uh, we were flying in Europe. We were flying on Air Baltic, and uh, we flew to Riga in Latvia. Okay. And when we were flying there, because of a flight delay, I wanted to, I needed to use the the restroom on the plane, and they didn't have an aisle chair in their plane. Um, you know, and and here in the U.S., that never happens. You, you always have an aisle chair available. Yeah. Oh wow. And of course, you probably didn't know until it was too late, did you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was certainly a, a challenge also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely consistency is important. Um, yeah, it's exciting to hear about the Air Carriers Act uh, or the law there because, um, you know, a number of times when I was younger, I had my wheelchair uh, damaged uh, by airlines. And so I, I, from, I understand part of that act as well is that they need to uh, track any damages that happen to wheel and, and report damages that happen to wheelchairs, sort of a bit more of a, a penalty now from what I understand. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. it's 
again, consistent. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, sort of closing up the travel section. Um, if there are any tips that you have for other travelers with disabilities, and maybe in particular for those who have uh, MS? Well, it's interesting because um, I, I, I mentioned that I give talks on accessible travel along with my uh, collaborator, uh, Jen, who's a uh, special needs travel agent. And she always says, and I agree with this, plan, plan, plan. Always, you know, people, we all plan when we travel, but when we are, when we need accessible travel, we have to plan extra hard, of yeah. course. And I will make phone calls to my destinations. She will make phone calls to the destinations. Uh, we've actually even sent people over to look at a hotel that I had some questions about. Um, so I think planning is, is, is really everything. And, and, uh, and the other thing that she always says is be honest. People need to be honest about their abilities. I mean, Josh, you and I know what, what we are dealing with, mm -hmm. but I, the number of people I encounter who think, oh, I can get by, you know, mm -hmm. I can walk a little bit. Oh, I can probably handle this. <laughs> and they're not being honest with themselves anymore about what their real abilities are. And, and she says, you know, plan for, for a little less ability than what you think you have. Mm -hmm. Then you'll have a wheelchair available. Then you'll have, you know, the assistance that you need. So yeah. I guess, and that's, and with MS, that's especially true because people, you know, kind of, they fluctuate in their abilities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Worst. Well, and also when you're traveling, it's, you know, it's a stressful situation. You're, you're in a new location. There's a lot of things you don't know. And so, you know, you don't realize how that can affect what things you can do uh, when you're there. So it's always, yeah, always best to plan, plan, plan. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Well, we're just going to close up then. Um, and the qu next question is just uh, where your next trip is, if you have one planned. Yeah. Well, I I am uh, I have several plans around the U.S., but mostly again family and friends visits, mm -hmm. uh, probably up to Philadelphia, which I I do you know at least once a year. We were just in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I I will be doing those kinds of trips. Uh, my next big bigger trip, I believe I want to try to get back to Estonia again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, because I have family there as well and love, 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 love the, the country and uh, hope that they're, you know, upgrading their, their accessibility <laughs> every day. And I think they are. I know that a lot of, of countries in, in the whole in the EU, they right. are working to get more and more accessible. Okay. Actually, my parents are in, uh, they're on a cruise now in the, in the Baltic and they're just in Estonia. And oh, yeah, so actually, I was looking at their Facebook pictures, and they, they, my mom took a picture of a guy in a wheelchair going down a cobblestone street, and all I could think of was that that would not be comfortable. But, but you know, he's, he's, I guess he's probably enjoying himself, or he's living his life there. I guess. Okay, great. Um, so, what are your dream vacations, or besides Estonia and other parts of the states, places yeah. to go someday? Well, it's uh, for some weird reason, I have this thing about how I'd love to go to Patagonia and Tierra del Fuego. Right. Uh, there's something about South America that seems interesting. And I'm seeing from some of the blogs that I've seen and, and uh, Twitter feeds, there are, there are things that are available that are accessible. It's again, not as consistent probably right. as it, as it should be. Um, and then I would love to get to like New Zealand and Australia. That, that sounds like it would be, be very interesting. And then parts of Europe, more, more other parts of Europe, I think. Too. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, and listening to you, of course, I should probably want to try to get to Japan. <laughs> they, it's gorgeous, and I would love to do that at some point, too. All right. Well, you're always welcome. We can stop by on the way to New Zealand. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm not sure about uh, yourself, but for me, I love listening to music when I travel. Uh, do you have any, uh, we have a, actually we have a, sorry, we have a travel music playlist on Spotify that we have uh, for guests, their suggestions or things that they like to listen to when they're traveling. Do you have uh, a couple songs that you enjoy listening to or something else or even audiobooks? Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, I know one of you, one of the other podcast of your podcast, I know one of the people talked about the fact that when she travels, she really doesn't listen to that much music. And I can say that the only thing I really try to do when I'm traveling is find out about local music, especially okay. when I'm in other countries. Right. And so I, I, I'm always looking for what, you know, places where I can hear the music that they play there. Um, and, uh, and also I, rather than listening to music, I really love just talking with the people. And so mm. on flights and everything like that, I'm always talking to strangers. <laughs> well, that's really great. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, listening to the music of the place you're going to. Is that, oh, yeah. That's much more of a, a deeper understanding of the culture. Uh, yeah, great. Okay, thank you. Um, so just uh, make sure everybody gets in touch with you afterwards so they can follow along on your podcast as well as uh, maybe use some of the services on your site as well. Um, can you tell everyone how to get in touch with you? Sure. My website is youraccessiblelife.com, and I, that's, my email is, is also uh, – you can write to info at your accessible life.com. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's and probably the podcast, the podcast is also, my podcast is also your accessible life.com and it's on most of the, the services it's on Spotify and, and, and Apple podcasts. Great. Okay. Well, I encourage everybody to check that out and to get in touch with you, Gloria. So I thank cool. you very much for this time. And I thank you for getting up so early in the morning. Uh, and, uh, going through uh, your coffee with me today as I go through my wine. And so we start our days. <laughs> it's not balanced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon and see you either in Florida or in Japan. That sounds great. Thank you, Josh. I had a great time talking with Gloria and I hope you enjoyed listening. I encourage you to check out Gloria's website, www.youraccessiblelife.com, and follow her on social media. Also, go and immediately subscribe to her fantastic podcast, Your Accessible Life, on the podcast service of your choice. I want to invite you to join us on the Accessible Travel Forum, www.accessibletravelforum.com. The more users that we have, the more useful the website will become. Be sure to ask questions and share your knowledge. You can also follow us on Twitter with the handle at AccessibleTF. That's at AccessibleTF. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Can you think of someone who we should be interviewing? Or do you want to be interviewed? If so, then please contact us at podcast at AccessibleTravelForum.com. That's podcast at AccessibleTravelForum.com. Keep enjoying your travels. Hopefully we'll bump into each other somewhere along the way. Until next time, I'm Josh, and this is Have Disability, Will Travel.